This week on Bean Talk, we've been drinking the Amarit Burundi coffee. Amarit's a small roaster based out in Notting Hill Gate in London. Uh, and we're going to be talking about their Burundi coffee. Did we like it? Well, yes, actually we did. We thought it was pretty good. And what about athletes and coffee? Do the two go together? Well, for a long time, uh, athletes have been taking coffee as a supplement and it helps them boost performance. That's been anecdotal, but it's also been backed up in science. On this week's podcast, we're going to go through some of those studies and talk about when and when not to use it, uh, how much to have, and what the benefits are. Enjoy. Oh, that's good. See, see, I'm actually I'm taking pointers now. I have a microphone in view, so I can talk to oh, something. Hey, to wait you. a minute! You 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 got the mic I gave because I noticed that last week you didn't you didn't use the mic that I gave you. And I, I did. I, 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 I always use the mic. It's just I forgot that it goes. Oh, okay. It goes up. Yeah, yeah. there's a, there's an adjustable thing there. You'll find that's also on your chair as well and your desk. Get the perfect uh, setup. Yeah, actually, it sounds quite good. Go, go, lean closer to the mic. Right. Oh yeah, that that's good. That's good. Isn't I know. It? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it partly is the voice. No, it's, it's the mic. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought uh, I thought so. We're going to be talking about what we're going to do today. Is we're going to be talking about uh, the espresso that we've got from um, from Amaret, which mm-hmm. is the uh, Burundi, and oh, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that one. Um, Oh, you brought it with you. Yeah, actually, what we're going to do, <laughs> I did this on the Wait, last... Wait, mirror, isn't it? What? No, 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 it's it's fine. It's all... It's okay. all fi- actually, you know what? I don't I don't know. I, I don't know how this is recording, uh, whether it's recording both of us together or what. But anyway... Oh, it comes up once. Uh, what, well, yeah. Whoever's talking gets highlighted in a very random way. That's okay. That's yeah. good. The trouble is the software people, they always change stuff and they don't tell you. So then you, you go through the whole thing and it's all done wrong. I know. Um, like that time with the uh, arc roasters <laughs> and <laughs> they've taken away the record button i spent 15 minutes poor people someone stole the record button <laughs> yeah yeah and what i'm like it? let me just hit the record button here and uh anyway no what i was going to say was that for um uh for the people that are tuning in on the podcast uh not visual when we say look at this <laughs> got to remember <laughs> you have that, to go on YouTube. that only works on video yeah, um, uh, while you're driving, we recommend to do that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Go go ahead and and uh, open open YouTube on your on your smartphone while you're driving, and uh, you, you will see what we're talking about. Yeah. So today and, we're gonna be we're, we're gonna be talking about uh, the um, the thing that you just waved in front of the camera that everybody yes, who's listening yes. can't see, which, but it actually the, is a bag of coffee. Yes, uh, which beans. for the listeners sounds like these. Oh, that sounds good. I mean, doesn't it? Isn't there something just so comforting about? I don't know whether it's because yeah. we get used to it, or whether there's like a natural, like some kind of instinctive comfort coffee beans provide. What? Funny, you should say that. Actually, okay. Uh, this kind Wasn't of noise. Wasn't trying to be funny, uh, but okay. No, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's not funny. <laughs> it's it's science. Um, mm. Crinkly noises, um, like for example, even potato chips crackling. Uh, they actually trigger uh, re- endorphin release. So it's actually pleasurable to hear it. Okay. All right. I'd like to know the science behind that. But 
but not now. Before you, because I just saw your <laughs> mouth. I was, <laughs> I was going to. <laughs> but don't make me hit that mute button. So, uh, so we've okay, got uh, because I was just you're interrupting my intro. Uh, I was going to really try hard this week to 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 do an intro where people knew if they were tuning in for the first time what we're going to talk about instead of waiting, you know, for the first hour. And uh, and so uh, anyway, Max, we're going to talk about Amaret Coffee, but we're also going to, uh, funny enough. You know, great segue in some respects. Talk about um, the science of coffee in uh, in health. Well, specifically in athletic performance, because um, health is too broad a topic to cover in one podcast. But there's a lot of um, there's a lot of athletes out there that use coffee, and we want to talk about whether there's any science to back up, or whether it's just one of those old wives' tales that uh, coffee can boost performance. And if it can boost performance, how? and how you should take it and when you maybe you shouldn't take it or take so much of it so i've got some ideas on that i'm sure you do too i gave you loads of notice uh, at least 20 or 30 minutes before the podcast uh, uh, no actually 18 minutes did you not get the message before i'm sure it was like did, was it i don't know was it? i don't know maybe maybe it was maybe it yes. was 18 no, you, 20 you did give me some, why some split more. hairs anyway more than look i i you're a scientist you should just know this stuff <laughs> I and am actually going to wing it because uh, I had no time to read about it. That's important when we talk about health that's and safety thing. is we just wing it. That's mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So, uh, but we're going to talk about that. I actually got a few things and I'm, I'm you know, it's not, there's actually nothing. Um, there's actually nothing. Uh, there's a lot of scientific work being done on this. So it's actually quite easy to reference uh, the material. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it would be quite an interesting one to pick up on. And to, to merge in with our conversation on how our brewing is going. Uh, and because I've changed my brewing style, um, as you know, to, uh, well, two things have changed about it. The first is I'm not tamping anymore. That's actually, as I try different coffees, that's having different results. And so, mm. um, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. Will, will I continue <laughs> or will <laughs> I go back to tamping? Or will you go back to these? Uh, that's got the biggest knob. I mean, I don't want to say that. <laughs> It's not the only knob in this transmission. <laughs> that is a very large knob, Max. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling I've know. got a title for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We talk about Max's knob. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Again, for those for, the, for those poor poor listeners thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Max has got a regular sized tamper with some kind of some kind of giant mushroomed sized huge wooden handle on the top yeah it's a motor tamper actually it's very comfortable when ah, i was saying okay. i will explain later on why this is a good idea it looks like if you if you if you have a banister one of those wooden banisters and uh okay so if you yeah <laughs> look at that that's very kind of cute it looks like um nice. okay it looks like something that, that that should have come out from lord of the rings you know little hobbits little hobbit thing uh i think you know inside a hobbit that would be uncomfortable Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> it was banned. Is it possible to ban a podcast? Um, no, but yeah, YouTube, yes. But I suspect that I suspect that people might try. That's okay. they, yeah, if we yeah. continue like this, um, nah, we okay. might put a we're petition okay. together. <laughs> so, so let's start. So we're going to start with the uh, with the Amaret, the Amaret okay. coffee. So this is a coffee shop uh, run uh, with a roaster roastery in the coffee shop uh, down in All Notting right. Hill Gate. Never been there, uh, which is kind of weird because it, I go to Notting Hill Gate a lot to see my dad. My dad hobbles along 
uh, uh, when he doesn't fall over, he gets there. And um, <laughs> he did. He fell over. I mean, it was, you know, the last the last lockdown, actually, funny enough, his hip gave way. He's 90 years old. Bless him. So his hip gave way and he just fell on the floor. And that was it. Ow. And he's lying there and he couldn't get back up. And he's lying there like a like an upside down turtle. And then, um, and then, uh, but because <laughs> there's no one around, because the streets are empty, because it was a lockdown. It was like the first lockdown when actually people, you know, cared and 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 actually stayed inside as opposed to you know now. Um, and uh, he was lying on his back like a turtle. And some chap came along and said, uh, you know, do you need a hand, sir? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's a proud man, but not that proud. Uh, uh, like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm sunbathing. Sunbathing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, no, he's got it. He, he, he's given. He didn't want to have a stick because he felt that made him look old. So this is mm-hmm. a ninety-year-old going. I don't want to have a stick. It makes me look old. Like Dad, you're you're ninety. I'm, I hate to break it to you, but <laughs> yeah, you, you, you don't look kind young. It's not about looking old. It's about being. <laughs> he does look very good for his age, though. He's a, he's an institution in his own right. So he, anyway, so he goes down to, uh, to, um, the lovely people at Amaret and he loves, uh, he loves their coffee and mm-hmm. he's sort of opened his eyes, uh, a little bit to in the last few months from getting uh, a new machine mm-hmm. and, uh, and realizing that he also now has to learn new stuff, which he's really into. He loves the fact that he now has something to, you know, a new little hobby and, um, he's desperate trying to yeah, learn bet latte uh... art from YouTube videos. Ooh. <laughs> is he actually tra- trying to do that yeah he's really into it yeah. Whoa, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing i love your dad <laughs> yeah he's a sweetheart uh so um so this is a actually you know what i uh i finished the coffee today and threw it away the bag uh oh. could you could you just oh, hold this your, one could you yeah that one could you how much were you drinking it you had to open it last time yeah, I know. I drank a lot. Wow. I've been drinking a lot of coffee, and that's not the only coffee I've been drinking. I've drunk wow. that one. I've drunk. <clears throat> my voice is going. This is how much coffee I've been drinking, Max. I've been. Did you drink I, it or smoke it or something? I realized. Look, basically, I realized, and funny enough, part of it was looking into this whole health thing, this athletic performance, and I realized that I actually can drink a lot more coffee than I am drinking. So um, for some reason, I mean, I, I I had cut back for a little bit. Uh, but I weigh just, I mean, I weigh 96 kilos and I know to look at the skinniness of me that it doesn't, uh, it doesn't look that way. Don't um, worry, it doesn't. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I, weigh, I weigh 96 kilos and you can have, uh, you know, you can have, what is it? Three, no, uh, it's about, I think it's about five milligrams per, per kilo, or is it maybe three or five milligrams per pound? Anyway, the bottom line was I worked out that I could have about 600 milligrams of caffeine, uh, and, and be just, apparently that's, that's a, that's a normal. That sounds like a lot. Uh, are you sure about that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am sure about it because, uh, I read it on the internet, so um, well, well, there's, okay. there's no, <laughs> there's no denying it. And, uh, uh, but actually that, okay, we're going to come into that a bit later. So, mm-hmm. so read, the, read out the label, if you wouldn't mind, Max, as my lovely assistant. These, yeah, uh, it's uh, fully biodegradable bag, mm-hmm. roasted by your ass in Notting Hill. Um, Can you say that fi- with a Notting Hill Gate accent, please? Um, Mate, Notting Hill Gate, Notting Hill Gate. Yes. Okay, anyway, so it's roasted in Notting Hill Gate. <laughs> Yeah, so Notting Hill, bloody, bloody, blah, Burundi, Maria, Maridadi Hill, 
I, I, I always read it as mariachi. So I was thinking of some, some sort of mariachi Mexican. Ooh, that'd be nice. That would be nice. You open the bag. Don't you love me, we, we should, baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but without without your singing. But yes. Um, oh, the, 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 have uh, a sweet golden voice. Mm-hmm. I'm sure your mother told you that. Um, she made it like <laughs> <to> you, Max. <laughs> so, uh, but no, can you imagine? We haven't had any Mexican coffee, have we? Put that no. on the notes. No, to do. Mexican coffee. I'm okay. actually going through ordering some more at the moment. I Mexican can't find some. Mexican coffee. Yeah, remind me. Let's go and get yeah. some. So, okay, fantastic. It's actually <laughs> mirrored now, so I can't see it, but I, I'll, you, know, you have to remind me. So, um, so what else does it say on the back? Because what, what is it? What is the flavor? Uh, Flavor says uh, Terry's chocolate orange. I oh. don't know who Terry is, to be honest. Shut. Up. You know what a Terry's chocolate orange is. I have no, uh, no idea. Oh my god! You don't know what a Terry's chocolate orange is. How long have you been in this country? I'm pretty sure that actually the, the, that is grounds for for deportation right there. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna pack my bag. I don't do, know what it is. Well, okay, Max. Did you not have to take the citizenship test when you when you came here? Uh, no, because no, you're from Europe. Okay, all right. So if you're not I'm from Europe, special. you have to do a citizenship test. Mm-hmm. And they ask you, and basically anybody who passes a citizenship test knows far more about this country than anyone that was born here. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but what they should ask on there is, uh, what is a Terry's uh, chocolate orange? And if you don't know, they're like, I'm sorry. You just, that's a, um, that's a pass fail question. Uh, so right. a Terry's chocolate orange is basically a, it's like a round, uh, ball of chocolate, mm-hmm. uh, in the shape of an orange because oranges are round. Okay, I think I've seen right? it. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they're in a orange foil. So they're wrapped in orange foil and then mm-hmm. a little blue box on the outside and yep. they are delicious. Oh God. Heavenly. You open it up, but also, also here's the thing. God, I'm, I'm actually salivating. Um, also, <laughs> what you have to do, I'm, I was dieting today too because my blood sugar is high. But what you have to do is uh, you open up the foil and there's this, it's, it's separated into little slices. Like if you imagine a so one like piece of orange. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ergo. Da-da. But it doesn't just fall apart because that would be too easy, right? You have to work for your, like a squirrel, like you have to work to get your, 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 your chocolate piece out. Because okay. it's all kind of, if you imagine when you, when you made the chocolate, it's, it's all in separate pieces, but it's kind of stuck together with bits of chocolate. It's all kind of stuck together a little bit. Mm-hmm. So That's um, not because it's been stored in the sun or anything. No, no, no. It's just how it's made. And I'm sure it's made on purpose that way because mm. what you then have to do is you have to get the pieces out. Now, right. the world is separated into, into two categories of people. Those that know the secret of opening a Terry's chocolate orange and those that struggle and make a mess of it. So uh, if you're just trying to pull a piece out, it, it doesn't really work very well. What you do is you take the Terry's chocolate orange, you unwrap the thing so the wrapper's flat on the table. You pick up the chocolate and you tap it hard, bang like that. And it just cracks all the chocolate inside and the pieces come out. It's delicious. Delicious. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so um, back to the flavors so, of the coffee. It's, it's got, got some Terry's chocolate orange. Very elaborated um, thing. I, I didn't have to do any of these um, ceremonies to get the flavor out. Actually, I did not get that flavor out, to be mm-hmm, honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so Terry's chocolate orange, which now I know it's a flavor. Mm-hmm. 
chestnuts roasted oolong 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 whatever that's, that's the tea I, I i don't know what it i don't know what it is and also, yeah. also i don't know what it tastes like roasted I, that, well that's a very good point keep going it's probably like one of those um, keywords red berries mm-hmm. syrupy yeah all right what kind who's, of who's, is syrupy i don't know but it's yeah. good who's gonna go first shall i go first um go first. yeah you go ahead all right you don't want to play paper scissors stone for it i'll just uh, go never yeah, mind go ahead. <laughs> uh, okay so um all right so the the terry's chocolate orange i i definitely got some some orange Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know that the chocolate is one of those one of those keywords that that I know a lot of coffees kind of have that chocolate taste to it. So I yeah, think there's a little bit of marketing, a little bit of marketing in there to say Terry's chocolate orange, possibly mm-hmm. some uh, brand infringement. But um, <laughs> I'm actually going to say that <laughs> I don't want if Terry's are listening or whoever they are, probably family and company, just leave them alone. All right, don't touch my my friend. Um, but <laughs> I, I would say, I would say that it is, it's kind of there, but it's not like, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wasn't salivating over the thought of a Terry's chocolate orange in a coffee cup, but mm-hmm. you know, I can see where that's come from. Uh, what was the next thing? Um, chestnuts, chestnut, definitely chestnuts, definitely got some, a nutty thing out of there, but I, I, I would, I would attribute to chestnuts. Yeah. And for all the listeners, uh, around the world, because we have a, 25 listeners listeners scattered always have 25 doesn't matter 25, what it is always just it, so the listeners know it's always it's an 25. act of modesty you know yeah <laughs> um uk is one of the hardest places in the in the planet to get chestnuts because oh. no chestnuts grow in the uk oh no that can't be right i used to have them oh yeah they rot they rot very quickly before they can actually um they can actually go and taste nice or Mature. Really? I used to have them when I was a kid, walking around in the farm. Yeah, and uh, they—they actually there was a plague for uh, for chestnut trees and uh, chestnuts, and they—they uh, they don't really. It's there's very not difficult. that many of them. They all—they all died no. out. Oh, what a shame! Yeah. Most of them they come from from Italy. They come from France. Mm. You can buy them from shops, but if you if you look at the tags, they're always imported. Yeah, uh, something similar happened in Massachusetts, and I know incidentally because um, I, I I lived there for a year or a couple of years, um, and they had the same thing. It's uh-huh. it's a great place for for chestnuts. It's just that all the chestnut trees died off in a in a very short period because yeah. of a plague. There's a number of uh, diseases, yeah, that, that yeah. go around and affect trees. It's a real yeah. shame. So they're re- replanting them, but. The interesting thing is, is that you actually chose this coffee in this particular period where uh, in Tuscany, where I'm from, mm-hmm. is, um, is, is quite common to have chestnuts in this period because it's, a, it's autumn. It's actually season for chestnuts. Wow, and, that makes, uh, me, makes me sound really smart that I did Yeah, that. I know. You did that on purpose totally, didn't you? Well, yeah, of course. I and, knew that. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> and... Um, I got uh, actually a few days ago. I got uh, from my wonderful, amazing wife. I got some chestnut flour, which makes a very, very simple cake, very simple and nice cake. That mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a non-raisin raised. And no, it doesn't raise. Yeah, it doesn't not, raise. It's not a self-raising flour. So it's uh, yeah. yeah. You mix chestnuts, chestnut flour with water. Uh-huh. Uh, pine nuts and uh, rosemary and a bit of uh, walnuts mm-hmm. and put it in the oven 
I don't know, take it out when it's uh, when it's okay. Cool. Interesting. When so it now we're doing recipes. Um, we're doing lots of recipes. <laughs> I, I had. Uh, it's, uh, I know. I've never heard. That's interesting. I never heard of chestnut flour. I, I mean, almond flour is a thing. Coconut flour is a thing. Mm. I have both of those, but it's I, I don't have. Very any. particular because it's it's you can only have it in a very short um, period of time because it doesn't doesn't, oh, it doesn't store well. well. Ah, mm. okay, that's interesting. Yeah, your so wife's very have nice. This very, it looks chocolatey. It looks more or less uh, the color of um, of these these bags, a little uh -huh. darker. Yeah, which is brown uh, for those listeners. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. it's um, very. It looks very roasty. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very nice. It's got a bitterness to it and a sweetness at the end. So it's it's actually reminds me of coffee in a way. Okay, what's the next ingredient on the uh, flavor on the on the the bag? next ingredient. Uh, Roasted oolong. Ah, okay. So this is an interesting one I wanted to talk about because I know yeah. what oolong is. So those that don't know what oolong is, <laughs> it's a shut up. Count me. It's in. a yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a type shut of up. tea. It's a type of tea, Max. Like it's a Chinese tea, oolong. Mm -hmm. It's actually very nice. Uh, it's a it's a green tea um, that you have uh, without milk typically, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it's very it's a very nice flavor, especially if you have it uh, sort of organic and fresh, and it's it's a really unique flavor. And you know what? I definitely tasted the oolong. I mean, I, I I would not have known. In fact, I've had a few Burundis, and I would say they've all got that oolong in there. And it was only when I read that, and I thought, that's how I can describe that flavor. Now, the roasted oolong bit is kind of interesting, because I don't know why you would roast oolong. Um, I don't know why. So how does it change? I don't know. I think those... <laughs> Those guys at Amaret in the evenings after the doors are shut are probably doing some very strange things, um, possibly <laughs> illegal, but I wouldn't like to say. Uh, and, uh, and and but but I could kind of get where they came from with that whole roasted oolong. It's a lovely description, but also it's kind of accurate. I I really you do get this. I would say, I would say, uh, and I've had I've actually had Burundi coffee in some different parts of the world as well. And, and I've always had the same flavor that I couldn't put my finger on to describe what it is that makes it different and kind of special. And it turns out to be roasted the oolong. Roasted oolong. There you go. Now I know. <laughs> and I'm what, if you know what, next time I pop into a cafe and I have a Burundi, I'm going to say, oh, I, I, mm. can, I can really taste the roasted oolong. And they're going you, to have think, to, you have to work on your slurping. More, you have to be more. Okay, all right. Well, I just don't want the barista to think I'm blowing kisses at him. Uh, <laughs> Maybe <or> it works. <laughs> I got an awful. Can I just sort of just move into some politically difficult, um, awkward, and sensitive territory here? Uh, I think it's about time. Yeah. Yeah, and I. Um, so. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how, maybe somebody can, can help me with this because when I'm chatting to somebody like on Instagram, so there's a, there's quite a well-known coffee person that I, I talk to on Instagram sometimes. Um, and it's a, she, she's a, she obviously, mm -hmm. you know, she, cause I said she, so, uh, she's a, she, and she has a lovely cat and I basically talk to her about a cat more than I do. I, I don't talk about coffee. We just, I send her pictures of my cat and like that. But I always feel very awkward because I, I, you know, I don't, you know, there's somewhere there's a line that you can't cross where you start becoming creepy because mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know her and I've just contacted her and sort of said, oh, I love your cat or whatever, you know, something stupid. And banal. As long as you use cat as a word, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Good. please, please. <laughs> and, um, 
And but anyway, my point is, is that so I want to, uh, you know, so I but I'm always very conscious every time I send a message like, oh, is that too much? It's, you know, that's two messages in a day, better not do that. And I would never have that kind of thought about sending messages to a guy. But to a girl that I don't know, I, I feel like I've got to I've got to not be creepy. And so but the effort mm. of not being creepy makes itself it kind of almost creepy. I don't want yeah. to be a creepy person. <laughs> It's like, oh, please don't overthink it. I am already doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exactly that. I mean, what's the? Is there a rule that, that I need to know about? Probably, mm. but I don't know it. Okay. <laughs> Does anybody know it? All right. Nah. I'll just continue being. And you just, I think you just wing it. It's just, I'll good. just, yeah, I'll just try not, not yeah. to make a mess of it all. Okay. So, uh, is there anything else? Roasted oolong, red berries. Yeah, the red berries definitely. They came mm -hmm. through in spades, as they say, mate. Uh, definitely. So, I so actually, it's a pretty accurate kind of description. However, however, ah, wait, wait, wait. There's another one. What? Oh, syrupy. Syrupy. Yeah, didn't get the syrupy. Didn't get the syrupy. That was the one thing. Is that, that I the didn't flavor? Get. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know what. Syrupy I thought it was an is. adjective. It's like, I think it's. Uh, I think it's supposed to talk about mouth. I interpreted that as mouthfeel. Um, and, and I didn't get that, which was kind of disappointing because I love a syrupy coffee and it was one of the things mm. that sold me on it. So, um, yeah, mm. yeah. It's actually part of the reason why I'm drinking a lot of it, because if I don't get uh, that coated mouthfeel, um, from my espresso, I mm. feel like this is, this is the drawback of espresso. What I'd really like Max, mm -hmm. um, what I'd really like is to be able to drink uh, like a grande americano of ristretto, and and not and not you know have a heart not die <laughs> yeah yeah but that's what I'd really like I'd like just a full on like a big sixteen ounce cup of mm -hmm. ristretto you morning. could actually you could actually do it with some thickener so you could put like I don't know xanthan gum inside or uh, something like um. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait until Atomo come along and, and reinvent the whole thing and then they bioengineer. By the way, when are we getting our our test uh, samples? Oh, next year. He from said Atomo. Next year. He said he's going to send it. Next year. year. Yeah. Did you not see the? Did you not watch the? I uh, started watching it, but I started watching it too late. So I yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, talk about it at the end. He promises me. I got him on video. <coughs> I'm going to hold it up in a court of law if necessary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you should. Said they're going to send it to me. In terms of syrupiness, though, I have to say mm. I had better luck with this one here with the yeah, amber. I did too. I did too. With the, it, the amber was more uh, syrupy. Yes, and one thing actually mm. that I didn't mention last time because I, I spoke very little about this this other coffee. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, first of all. Which one? I've the amber coffee. I, I yeah I really, yeah the amber's nice. One yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. Um, it doesn't need sugar. It's sweet on its own. I was surprised how sweet how mm -hmm. sweet it tastes. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I sometimes I have to add, add sugar because it's it's a little too strong. Mm -hmm. That one, I I had the first the first coffee and I was like, did I put sugar already? I forgot. Yeah. Have I got have I got senile all, all of a sudden? Well, you uh, know that so that last a, uh, on our last podcast. I don't know if you remember. It was last week we did it. Um, yeah. A long time ago, uh, you you recommended a particular formula for that. Yeah, coffee. yeah. How did it go? Yeah, it was spot on. It was absolutely spot on. Uh, I wish you told me earlier. Actually, oh. um, I put that down in your book of malfeasance. Did you? <laughs> did I tell you about that? The book the of what? malfeasance. I, the book of malfeasance. The the every time you you do something wrong, I write it down in a book. Hold on, I've got it right here. What? 
Um, yeah, this is uh, this is your this is the book. I got right. So I'm holding up a big red book. And it's it's a rather large ledger because old fashioned mm -hmm. ledgers, and it's full. Air. It's actually I'm coming to the end of it. It's full of all the things you've done wrong. Uh, so, okay, good. So uh, I, I need to get another that? one. Um, so only that one. I thought it was. I mean, I, I was. It is. Yeah. Look, no, you're doing. You're doing well. I've only filled uh, up the one book. I was so expecting far. to look more like uh, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm creating. I'm going to have to make a new bookshelf uh, to stack them all up. <laughs> it's good. Uh, it's so. sturdy because I'm not planning to change. <laughs> anyway, so we had those. So that. So that. Um, but going back to the the Burundi. Yes, uh, from Amaret, I, I, um, that is a coffee that you have to nail it in terms of the extraction for me. Yeah. Um, because it's not, it's not forgiving. It's not a coffee. It is not a coffee for amateurs, Max. It's a coffee mm -hmm. for professionals like, True. like me. Um, <laughs> and one day you, uh, but it's like, uh, it's like, uh, oh, how would I say it? Um, it, it can run too fast. It can run too, too slow. It can be, you yeah. know, it was, you really had to get that Goldilocks kind of setting to, yeah, I actually have the same thing on my notes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a bit, to begin with, I was a bit worried. I was like, Oh God, you know, I'm, 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 but then once I got it dialed in correctly, mm -hmm. uh, I was really enjoying it. I got the flavors came out, but if you don't dial it in, you don't get the flavors and, and you, and it becomes difficult to extract. Yeah. But once you nail it, so, um, so 250 grams is what he sends you is I think what we ordered. Um, yeah. I think if I was going to, to be drinking that for anything other than a review, I would order a 500 gram bag. Oh, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Because also, and also, but we'll come on to this later, but also because, uh, when I'm not tamping, I find I use a little bit more coffee. Yes, because probably you're actually you're, you're not uh, since you're not compressing it, you're actually you need to put a little more. Yeah, to have that initial slowdown of coffee. Otherwise, it's gonna yeah, it comes through rush through it. Yeah. Anyway, what are your thoughts on uh, the Amaret Burundi? So, first of all, personal pers personal preference. This is a very personal preference, and it's just uh, what I th uh -huh. think. It wasn't compared to the previous one. It wasn't as as interesting. I, I liked it. I liked mm -hmm. it, and I I really enjoyed it actually as a diluted coffee. Mm. So for uh, americano, spot on, very mm -hmm. nice. Um, I never really quite get, got the the strong acidity for some reason. I never got it, but I've uh, for total serendipity, I've been measuring the output of the coffee. And I have done exactly the same recipe, so same grind, same weight, uh, and same time because I, I use the time on the on the Oscar, so it's always the same time. Yeah. But the the throughput has been very different. So I have once I have forty grams, another one I have thirty seven grams, another one I have thirty grams, and that is because I'm doing different things with the coffee with the grinder. So I always jump from one to another. Uh, one grind to another grind and that is uh, always a bit challenging for grinders mm -hmm. and uh, that i think caused uh, caused a bit of a shift in the in the times for the extractions and that affects actually the flavor as well i've always had the roastiness i found it right away dark chocolate it was coming and going i didn't really get the the, the orangey to be honest but in my defense, I'm actually using a heat exchanger machine because I still have the Oscar 
<laughs> buy it, someone, buy it. It's good. It's great. It's amazing. And I need and I need to get my gadget back in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that I think that it runs hotter than a gadget. And I think that that actually affects the the the, the um, the flavors that you extract. So you tend to extract if you if you if you have a hotter machine, you tend to extract more darker. Um, it comes darker faster. flavors. Yeah, faster first of all, but also it's more um, it's more suitable for darker roasts because yeah. it extracts better the bitterness, while the the the, the acidity tends to to, to be lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done a few ristrettos and it was nice. Um, you can have the, the 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 chestnuts, but it's it's kind of those are flavors that uh, I, I can tell, but I don't personally enjoy. Mm-hmm. Me, it, that's just obviously me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a, it was a bit too dark for me, too 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 strong mm-hmm. for that's some reason. Which is eh? no, no, I, I found that lovely when I hit that spot that you're talking about that you didn't particularly like. That was what I really liked. Um, mm. So I I I. I also made ristrettos with it, I, largely because I wanted the more uh, more texture and more mouthfeel to it. Mm. So I moved to trying to get to a spot where I was making ristrettos, and it was very intense. Um, but if you could get that the flavors out with that intensity, mm. uh, it, was, it was perfect. It could be that it's just uh, for me. I wasn't in the right mood to have that. But no, I mean, I still you know, there's no there's no such thing as a coffee bag. for everybody. Um, that's why it's well, wonderful. I that think we can sometimes try. you also need to be prepared mentally. And sometimes you you just don't want to have something. <laughs> How do you prepare true. mentally for the coffee? Well, get up in the morning. So we have at the moment. Uh, I don't know how many coffees you have open in your kitchen. At the moment, I have Four. a decaf that I use every morning. Uh huh. Then I have um, the amber, this uh-huh. one here. Then I have the amaret, and I have the Dominican one still. So yeah. Yeah. it's. When you have so much choice, you're like, mm, "What do I feel like having now?" So these, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't the one I would, I would go for right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. You poor guy, those all those coffees, and you have that difficult I choice. I mean, like Einstein used to just have the one uh, suit. And in fact, a lot of minimalists they um, they talk about uh, they talk about that. Uh, you have a you have a three three colors or something like that, and they all go with each other, so you don't have to use any brain power. You just pull it out, and you know it's going to work. Um, but anyway, uh, tan French, tan French. Was it? Who's that designer? That um, that fashion designer? I think it's tan tan France. Anyway, he's an English fashion designer. Basically, he uh, he's doing a course on um, masterclass, which I'm, uh, I'm I'm I've just subscribed to masterclass to to learn chess. Uh, actually, not really teaching me chess at all, but um, but I'm going with my son. We're going to try and improve our chess game, and uh, but I'm I'm going through all the different things in there, like stuff I would never have subscribed to, would never watch. And I'm watching this tan. I think it's Tan France, uh, war, and he's talking about how you pick out your wardrobe, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. He's like, and you need a capsule. He calls it a capsule wardrobe. And he's like, you need to have something okay. of this color. And you need to have one of these, one of these, one of these. And it's like a minimalist kind of wardrobe. And he says, it doesn't matter at that stage. If you've got a capsule wardrobe, what you pull out, you don't have to think about it because it will go with anything else in your wardrobe. How smart is that? What you need is a, is a, is a, well, I was almost going to say capsule coffee, but then I realized that's something else. <laughs> something else. We're, yeah. Yeah. That's something but, else. I mean, it, it, uh, to me, it's very simple because I have to choose what kind of shade of, of black I want to wear. 
Yes, yeah, <laughs> you're a black, you're a sort of a, a black dress kind of guy. I'm I'm changing. I'm changing. I have some gray and some blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like going full colorful now. Do you know so, that's a very that's a very English thing? We should probably move on in a minute, but which is a very English thing that we we tend to over here um wear very subdued colors because we're worried about uh, making sort of a big statement uh, or something. I don't really know what we're worried about, but we're worried um about getting it wrong. Uh, and we do get it wrong a lot of the time. Um, but, uh, in fact, if you get on a train, I dare you to, I dare you to play this game, Max, next time you're on a train, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the rush hour and you look around, see if you can guess who's married and who's not married. And the way you can tell is that those are married always have clothes that generally coordinate items of clothing that coordinate. And that's because that, and I don't mean to be sexist in this. This is just, I'm sorry, this is just a fact. And I know because I've, I've, I've asked a number of people and they say it's true. Uh, the wives will not let them out the house. They'll say, I'm sorry, you can't wear those socks or those shoes. <laughs> Go change your socks. Whereas wow. those that are unmarried don't have that don't have that um, sanity check and they go out with, you know, different colored socks on and a green shirt with a purple tie and a, you know, blue suit and stuff like that. And they, and they think they look great. Um, Japan and other countries where you go to like Japan or Korea or those places, they're really colorful and they're really stylish. I, I love the fashion. I'm not actually a big fashion person, but I love watching mm-hmm. uh, people watching and people in Japan, for example, amazing, amazing clothing they, they wear. Um, so anyway, so that was Amaret. So thank you very much. We will go through that. Uh, I have not ordered our next coffee yet, Max. I'm glad to know that Ooh. you've got some coffee in there. No, I haven't. I'm saying I haven't. <laughs> I, I've, I was going to do it before the show and then talk about it, but I haven't done it yet. So what I'm thinking I'm going to do, I'm going to look for some Mexican and mm, see if that Mexico. can be Arriba. Uh, and uh, because there are apparently some really great coffees that come out of there, but I don't really, you don't really see them over here, do you? Maybe it's a more no, but it's a, it's a Latin America thing, coffee. So you should mm. have, you should have quite a lot anyway. It, yeah. it's, it's in the right region for, um, in terms of Ecuador, Equator. Right. All right. That, that that thing, middle yeah. ra- band equator. I, I'm digging my hole here. <laughs> yeah, it's called the. Help me out. It's called the uh, the equator, and um, that one. Yeah, that thing there. Thank God, you know, one of us is a scientist, uh, and uh, they call it the coffee <laughs> the coffee belt that goes around because it's you know depending on you know whatever distance from yeah the, the finger thing we really yeah yeah um, so <laughs> <laughs> that's. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. So we're going to try and find some from Mexico and uh, I'll, I'll have a look. But if I can't, I'm going to, so what should I pick? Maybe, you know, you know what? Um, oh no, we're not going to pick a Kenyan. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. But the Kenyan coffee has gone downhill a little bit recently. Um, Is it? Why? Well, according to, they've had, they've had droughts and problems uh, with the crops. Um, they also had some problems recently with the amount of chemicals they're using on pesticides. It's just been turned away from both Japan and South Korea a number of times. Shipments have been there because they've got too much of a certain chemical in them. Um, mm. And we did a story on that, actually. Uh, and it, was, <laughs> it wasn't... Um, the first story was like actually it was being banned. We were told, in fact, there were other. It was reported that it was just Kenyan coffee was getting banned. Mm-hmm. That's not true, um, but it is being turned away more often at uh, ports um, because mm-hmm. of the amount of chemicals uh, from the pesticides residues that's on there. But well, also, but apart from that, the, the 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 quality has gone down. It's a bit of a crisis going on in Kenya because the quality's gone down because of the environmental conditions put down to global warming. 
Uh, so those yep. people are really struggling. But I think um, I want to try something a bit different. I don't want to go with the, the you know the Brazils and the Colombians. I want to try something different. We've done the Burundi. We've done Rwanda. Dominican. Very rare, actually. Yeah, it's I'll, very difficult to I'll, get by. And I've seen only a couple of... Um, I've seen only a couple of uh, Dominican coffee roasted yeah. locally, and they're extortionately expensive. So, yeah. Well, we could do, I don't know. I mean, the Indian coffee's got very cheap at the moment. Yeah, we, we um, said we were going to. We could try an Indian coffee. They're, they're, they're really struggling, so that might help them out at the moment. They're really struggling because they're perceived as lower grade. Um, but also the rupee, I, th- I, don't know, I might get this terribly wrong. I think one of the issues was their currency had appreciated, making it more expensive. Um, mm. and at the same time, Brazil is producing a lot of coffee. They're, they've swamped the futures market, uh, ice, which, um, which stores bags of Arabica, uh, from different places mm. and, and, um, helps set the, the future price. Mm-hmm. on the coffee commodity they have um, literally been flooded with um with bags of brazilian arabica so oops brazilian arabica has has gone up in quality and down in price um okay. uh, so so there's a bit of a flood of that in the market uh, which makes it more difficult for others to to compete so we'll 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 try some so indians really strong so maybe we'll try some indian we haven't ever tried that if I can find some Mexican, I'll, we'll get the Mexican. If not, we'll get the Indian. How does that sound? I like that. Sounds I like, like that idea. Yes. Um, I've also got something that I meant to tell you before the podcast mm. uh, that we're going to be talking about. I'm going to guess in about two to three weeks. Um, uh, but I didn't tell you, so I can't say anything. So that's just going to hang in the air like as a mystery. What? No, no. Now you tell me. Come on. I can't. I'm going to have to tell you. I'm going to have to tell you after we go off air. Because oh. it's a thing. But, you know, but do you remember last week... Um, uh we i said you're going to get something christmas present. Yes. yeah well i didn't send it to you i sent it to myself i gave myself <laughs> the present <laughs> uh i can't remember why there there possibly was a reason uh but probably not a good one and uh, so i sent it to myself <laughs> and uh, i'm i'm currently using doing that thing and when i finished using doing that thing um i will bring it over to you to use do uh, that thing and then we will talk about that so, okay i'm glad that's cleared up uh <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah i am curious yeah uh, yeah yeah um so hey we're we're we're, we're 42 minutes in so Ooh, wow thank God. Well, we haven't yeah. talked about anything yet we haven't no we Easy. have we talked about shh, shh, don't say that um I have people didn't notice what oh i have some piece of a piece of news yeah yeah i uh-huh me uh-huh have bought a pour over. Oh, have you not? I didn't. I didn't know you didn't have a pour over. Do you not have a I pour didn't. over? No. I mean, look Why? again for the. Poor Why would you people have a pour over? Not watching. I'm holding up my mug here. I actually don't show you inside the mug because that would involve me tipping the mug at an angle where I pour the coffee out. But I'm drinking a pour over right now. Yeah, I I never did. I never. Um, I never. It's a lot of fun. Got into it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you once. I next week I probably tell oh, you. You can't maybe. learn how to do a pour over in a week. Have you got the right kind of kettle? I have a kettle. Yeah, actually, you don't really need the right kind of. But it helps if you've got a gooseneck kettle. But you can do oh, that. God, I, I'm just saying because I've got one. 
I know, but it's just to get money out of people. Come on. No, it does make it a bit easier, but you don't need it. You're right. But what you do need, I mean, this is, again, this is another conversation to have at another time, is this whole um, uh, grinders, because uh, who was it? Uh, uh, fellows mm -hmm. came out with a grinder just for pour overs. Yeah. And uh, I've actually seen the review from, uh, from the Hoffman. Mm -hmm. uh, Wasn't that great? We, 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 uh, by the way, we mentioned him again. Yeah, I was actually, I forgot to mention that's going in the book, <laughs> in the book right now because we were not meant to mention him. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So uh, the <laughs> him who shall not be named. <laughs> so I don't mention Hoffman again. Okay. All right. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, he gave a review of that. It wasn't a very, a very good one, actually. But I see his point. Oh, the review was very good, but the um, the, uh, the 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 product wasn't uh, wasn't that good. Um, oh yeah, I mean the review was well done because he because he always does, he does great reviews. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the the product isn't. But that's because they apparently they generated lots of hype, and I was getting very aggressive. Um, yeah, ads for it. Oh, are you? Oh God, mm. I gotta tell you, I was about to say uh, maybe that's depending on like what you've been browsing. But I gotta, I gotta read you this text that I sent to, to a group of people. Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna read you a part of the text I sent to a group of people because what I'm worried about is this: is basically I talked to Google because this is how I type now because I can't my fingers and the sp just I just can't do it. I get yeah, very frustrated, so I just talk and I yeah. say, you know, okay, Schmoogle, um, blah 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 blah, and it types it for me, and then I hit send, and mm -hmm. usually I look at what I'm sending sometimes. I'm walking and talking and sending something and I don't look carefully enough. Anyway, what I sent was mm -hmm. uh, uh, blah, 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 literally. And I said, each of us. And it translated each of us to eat your ass. Ooh. Which I sent to a group. And I would like to know what it is that I've been browsing or doing <laughs> that Google thinks... <laughs> But when I say each of us, I really meant to say eat your ass because uh, it worries me that Google knows something about me that I don't want them to know. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. This well, there's nothing to say about it. But if Google's listening, if Mr. Google is there, uh, please, yeah. could you just let me know? Thanks very much. Uh, yeah. And I'd like to enact my GDPR rights uh, to uh, do that data erasure on that, whatever yeah. that is you know about me. Please, thank you. Um, I don't know. Whenever I try to send a text using dictation, is always is always a half disaster because I don't know if you guys noticed, but I have an accent. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it doesn't really go well. It doesn't go well, does it? No, it doesn't no, work. No, it doesn't no, work at all. No. I know. I was trying to. I was actually trying to listen to, I, I, I think, the, the Smashing Pumpkins, and I ended up ha having some hip-hop mixed with, I don't know. Well, did you did you ever watch that um, that YouTube, that famous YouTube comedy thing years ago with the, the, two, the two Scottish people in the elevator? Yes. Trying to yes. say... Yes, and I did relate to it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're in the elevator. So those, again, you know, uh, if you're listening to this, it's like two Scottish people go into an elevator. This is like it's 10 years old now. Yeah, and they're going. Ah, it's one of those new, newfangled elevators. You got to talk to it. You got to talk to it. All right then. Oh, you, you give it a go. He goes. And he goes. He goes. Eleven. Oh, Eleven. <laughs> and that, so the elevator's going. Please speak clearly. 
goes, 11, 11. Oh, for the love of God, 11. <laughs> it's just yeah. deteriorates from there. And funny. that is me while driving home shouting at Siri or whoever it is. Like, I said, I want to listen to sleep. Damn you, damn you, Google. I think we've all got that. We've all got yeah. that. We're going to deteriorate into some kind of society that hates machines. And until the machines become sentient and, uh, and enslave us. That's, that's going to be the reason why they, they enslave us because we've been, we've been shouting at them for too yeah. long. Yeah. They built up all this resentment is building up like a yeah. negative credit in the bank. And when it comes, when it comes to reckoning day, we're, we're doomed. Yeah. Yeah. So Max, sorry, were you saying something interesting? Caffeine and uh, athletes. Ten minutes to go. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it now. Let's do it now before we talk about anything else. So, uh, to 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 just to, to give a bit of an opening, um, caffeine actually can be uh, classified as doping if you have two or three coffees. I don't remember what the threshold. I didn't know is. that really. Yeah, if you are a professional athlete and you have too much coffee before you have your uh, before you do your thing whether it's running or um, mm -hmm. swimming or motorbike racing, whatever it is, mm. uh, I think the threshold is two coffees. Uh, if you have more than that, you're going to be uh, pulled out for doping. Right. Wow. Uh, don't, do not get my advice because I don't know what the limit is, but I know that there is a threshold hmm. that if you pass it, well, it's certainly a drug. They say doping. it's they say it's the, the most common drug in the world or something. Don't yeah. They? Well, I mean, the thing is, uh, Anthony Gobert, uh, if I remember the name correctly, uh, he used to race in motorbikes, and he got pulled out for doping because he was high in THC. So but THC is not, was, not caffeine. That's that's uh, that's yes, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's it's weed, but it's doping. But that's not doping because actually, if anything, makes you drive slower. I would, yeah. I mean, honestly, I would not want to. I would not be on, want to be on a racetrack with somebody who's high on THC. <laughs> I don't know. It's either that or someone high on caffeine. If I have to choose, I would go for the THC one. Well, I wouldn't want to be high on caffeine. Either, be riding a motorbike, to be honest with you, I'd want to have my. I want to be calm, have my nerves with me, not have not exactly have an anxiety attack. And that's why the THC. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. It's probably safer for the others. Yeah, yeah, possibly, possibly. Uh, but anyway, yes. So you can actually be pulled out for uh, for excess of caffeine mm -hmm. um, because caffeine is um, it increases the blood glucose. Um, it uh, there was a piece from um, you know who <laughs> yeah. uh, about about ca coffee and breakfast and about how. Caffeine can actually come from him. He reported it, but it yes, it, it was um, it was from a scientific paper. Um, yes, my professor's mm. my professor of biochemistry was already telling us that in uh, two thousand and three, I think mm -hmm. two thousand and four, uh, where the classic breakfast is uh, a coffee and um, a croissant mm -hmm. with cream. So you have all of the different things, and he was breaking that that down in the diff in, during the course. To go over the different components of the of the biochemistry book, so caffeine actually interacts with your body and makes your um, your liver release glyco uh, sorry break down glycogen and release glucose in the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. So it actually increases the blood the, the available uh, blood glucose. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things. Plus, it's um, I think it's a vasoconstrictor. I'm not sure. No, it's that. a vas. Uh, it it helps. Dilator. It, it uh, dilates. 
So yeah. yes, so it increases the blood the blood flow in peripheric areas. It's slightly like alcohol, but less effective, and it doesn't interact with. Uh, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't mess up with your brain, but it does uh, it does increase the the awakeness, the speed of your brain, because I think it prevents the reabsorption of uh, one of the one of the neurotransmitters. And I'm not going to go it into is. how... It's actually the adenosine receptor. Yeah, I'm not going to go in details on how the neurotransmitters work, but basically what, what happens is that they're released and reabsorbed. If you prevent the reabsorption, you have an accumulation of these and uh, it, it acts, it, the effect you have is like a hyperstimulation, but you're not hyperstimulating, you're just preventing it to go away. Mm -hmm. Interesting, okay. That's how it works. Um, and that's most of most drugs actually work on that way. You're not increasing the the production; you're just preventing the the, the elimination of it. So that's let's, beside let's, the point. Let's bring this back to to <laughs> athletic performance. So, yes. um, first of all, without going to any science at all, caffeine and coffee um, mm -hmm. have been used by athletes for many years uh, because they anecdotally, before there was any science to back it up, they said, "You know what? I feel better. I think I perform better if I have a coffee." Um, before the event or whatever they're doing Fair enough. and certainly in the cycling world um i've got a friend who's a super keen cyclist i mean keen to the point that he has his blood tested regularly he's like a, i don't know he's he, I, I don't i can't i don't know if he's like a rated or anything but um he has a coach and he has his blood tested and his vo2 max tested and he has he, this we spends all his money on. Sense. he's pretty serious about it um <laughs> and he's also very serious about his coffee and mm -hmm. the two very much go together for him cycling is an interesting sport to pick on because it has um it is one of the most difficult like mm, strenuous uh, mm -hmm. sports in terms of its effect on the heart uh, when you're climbing on a bicycle uh, going up a hill a steep hill um, your heart rate will go through the roof um, you also yep. have to deal with endurance you have to deal with um, the amount of oxygen that you can process is very important that's your vo2 max how efficient your body is at processing and absorbing and dealing with oxygen and it's also very important uh, as a cyclist to be able to deal with lactic acid so you've got a number of different um, factors mm -hmm that you have to that you have to um train your body to be exceptionally good at dealing with so mm -hmm. from a athletic point of view cyclists are always picked on by anybody who's trying to work anything out because, yeah, they're, because they're such an uh, interesting demographic right yeah also it's it's actually every 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 small improvement makes a big difference in the cyclist world uh, think uh, of yeah, yeah. bikes that are 100 grams lighter. Now, on a bike that is 100 grams lighter, you think, how is that going to make a difference? Well, that makes a massive difference to a cyclist. Oh, God, so yeah. God, having, yeah. for example, having a, a better blood flow because you had a coffee or an aspirin, because mm -hmm. that used to people used to do that too. Mm -hmm. Take an aspirin before you do any sort of work. And aspirin does the same, a little more extreme, yeah. Uh, it has the same a similar effect. Uh, so it increases the the blood flow. It increases the, the it fluidifies the the, the blood, and uh, makes everything more um, oiled. If if you want, yeah. <laughs> if if yeah. you pass me the term. Yeah. So it's funny the the um, cycling British cycling used to be very much in the doldrums. Uh, God, I'm in the nineties. I'm going to say mm -hmm. um, we were like the worst, probably the worst in the world. It was so bad that uh, you may not know this max but um the british cycling team 
uh, tried to buy bicycles, not get buy bicycles from an Italian, uh, well, an Italian mm. cycle manufacturer and the manufacturer wouldn't sell them the bicycles because they were worried that they'd be so embarrassing. It would have a negative <laughs> effect on that. This is a true story. They have a negative effect on their brand. Uh, so we couldn't even, as a British team, we couldn't even buy bicycles uh, from, from reputable uh, manufacturers because we were that bad. Um, and they changed all this around. And they changed it around within five years. We had become a world-beating team that had won more gold medals than uh, any other country, uh, that we had won, uh, I think, two or three uh, Tour de France's. Mm. Um, we, just, we just wiped the floor at the Beijing Olympics. We won more gold medals, I think, um, than any other country has ever won for cycling. How did we do this? Uh, we changed the coach, and the coach basically said, forget about big improvements. We're going to make 1% improvements. We're going to make 1% yeah. improvements across the board and everything. Uh, from washing your hands to, uh, to how clean the truck that carries the bike is to everything, just if that makes a one percent improvement. We're gonna those those will accumulate. So uh, so yeah, they take cycling in a particular, but but this is for, true for all sports. They take it uh, very seriously, sort of the the incremental improvements. So let me just um, let me just read off some facts here mm -hmm. uh, that uh, people can't see. That I'm reading off the screen, but I'm actually going to read this off of the screen. Um, because that's this you can I, actually I, share your screen if you want. I don't want to. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, Ouch. I wanna, I wanna <laughs> well no, because because I do I I I don't know. I I I don't want to recommend this particular website. Um, right, 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 right. Uh, but I do I do just wanna it's because it may be saying some things that are true, some things that aren't true, but I but there are some things it refers to a particular study mm -hmm. that I want to that I want to uh, without any kind of legal ramifications repeat. Um, and that is that uh, they they talked about um, caffeine blocking the adenosine receptors in the brain, which mm -hmm. leads to high levels of dopamine and something I can't pronounce, which both lead to performance boosting levels. Now, particularly what was interesting in this study is they did uh, more of this study that he refers to, refers to two studies. Mm -hmm. One was um, one was, and they're with they're reasonably recent, so 2017 onwards. Um, they dosed up uh, athletes for between three to 13 milligrams of caffeine per kilogram, and they found that the boost in performance amongst athletes was uh, between two and a half and 3.3 percent. So mm -hmm. actually quite significant. Uh, in terms of cycling, um, and the way that they they arrived at this at this result, I'll turn that off for a second. But the way they arrived at this result mm -hmm. was they took a series of athletes. <clears throat> as you always have your placebo group, then you have your um, you're just drinking water group, and then you have your actually we're going to give you caffeine group. Mm -hmm. So um, it's called double blind. Is that a double blind? Okay, I wasn't sure. I knew it was blind in some way, but I, I wasn't sure how blind. So it's great. It's a double blind. If test. if the exp if the um, experimenter doesn't, doesn't know, know yeah. that's double blind. Otherwise, it's a uh, blind. And maybe just blind. Then I don't know if the I don't know if the scientists knew what they were giving to. I suspect they did. And so I suspect it's single blind. I think probably they wouldn't. They would know at the end because uh, it's it's easy to make it double blind. Okay, let's say that maybe it's double blind. Anyway, the point is. Mm -hmm that they they did this they found that even the placebo had an improvement i think mm -hmm. of about 1.2 percent mm -hmm. um but those that had the had the the coffee had actually had the the the, the caffeine had the highest 
had the highest uh, performance increases. Mm -hmm. But then they changed it around. They did another test and they said, well, does it make a difference if, um, because there has been a lot of talk actually quite recently, and I'm talking about in the last month or so, mm -hmm. about um, the effects of the performance boost decreasing if you're acclimatized to caffeine. So this was a concern to me. Um, that wasn't really concerned to me. I like to think of myself still as an athlete. I used to be a bit of an athlete. Uh, I used to actually, at an international level, uh, I, I did actually wow. participate. Yeah. Um, I actually was a British champion uh, back in 2005. For? Uh, for a martial art called uh, Screamer. So we do full contact stick fighting. I was actually a full contact stick fighting British champion in 2005. Serious. And, uh, and represented the country in Berlin in, I think, the next year or something. Got a silver medal. So, um, so, uh, and actually funny enough for that, when I first, my very first event I did, which was up in York, uh, the very first fight I had, I, um, somebody said to me, you know, psst, he's like my dealer. He said, psst, have some of this. I said, what, what, what's this? He said, it's caffeine and creatine. So I said, okay, well, I don't know about that. He said, look, look, look. Anyway, if you don't know about this particular sport, the thing is it's very high intensity. Mm -hmm. And so you go into oxygen deficit, your lips literally go blue um uh when you're when you're fighting you go into massive oxygen deficit so anything where you can improve your cardiovascular uh, mm -hmm. it's very much like it'll just really help with your cardiovascular so i took it and literally was climbing the walls and immediately lost <laughs> on the first round went all the way to york and took this stuff climbed the walls completely lost control and you uh, ran back lost my first lost my first bat was out um so uh but um, what they did was so, but I'm inter I still I still follow it and I'm interested, mm -hmm. and uh, and so what they what they did was they um, they tested people who were taking high levels of caffeine, mm -hmm. uh, just normally, and then they took people who didn't take any caffeine at all, and then took people who took a moderate level, and they stopped. They had people sort of stop taking the caffeine just before. Um, and then they had them taking all the way through to basically to see whether being, um, used to having a, a high amount of caffeine in your, in your body and then taking the caffeine before an event made a difference. Now they're expecting it to not have as much of an effect if you mm -hmm. had, if you were used to taking high doses of caffeine. And what they found was it made very little difference. So what it means to, to athletes is because the, their advice to athletes before then was for two weeks before an event stop taking any caffeine and then mm -hmm. take the caffeine an hour before the event mm -hmm. and then have your cup of coffee an hour before the event and actually what they found was it, it makes such a marginal amount of difference that it, it it's no point um so so you might as well have it all the might time. as well have it and have the benefits all through those next two weeks instead of going into some kind of mm -hmm. you know um uh um uh, rehab or whatever as a result yeah it makes sense actually if anything i would say it might it might help to be used to it so that you don't get uh com completely crazy because yeah I, I don't know if you've ever had uh, a pause in having coffee for a while <laughs> yeah and then you have an espresso, it, it hits you in the head and uh, good luck in maintaining your concentration. You're just going to be squirreling all, all the way around. It's going to go like, oh, what's happening? Yeah. yeah in fact, and in like fact, a crazy ferret. Even just not taking the coffee for a while, you get, you get withdrawal headaches. And I'm sure that's probably a bad sign, but you know, you know, why risk it? Um, I don't know. I don't get 
Do you withdrawal not get withdrawal headaches? headaches? I, wouldn't I get know headaches I anyway. So. I, haven't had, I haven't not had coffee in such a long time, but I do remember once traveling to some weird place. Where was I? Uh, I don't remember. Maybe it was maybe it was Myanmar or somewhere. And I was out in the jungle in Myanmar and didn't have any coffee for three days. And I was getting blinding headaches. I couldn't understand why. And I thought I'd got malaria or something. And they went, <laughs> I had a cup of coffee and I felt all right again. So, <laughs> wow! Like, oh, no, no I get uh, I get headaches anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference whatsoever. I should look into that. Maybe drink more water. Um, oh, yeah, that's, an, that's another one telling me that. <laughs> yeah, everyone tells. This is the easy way out, right? Eh, drink more I water. Know, yeah, drink some water. Drink some water. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's yeah, maybe something. Yeah. Well, anyway, so long story short, caffeine actually does make a difference. Uh, Pretty much definitely all the time. does. It definitely so, does. And we're talking about like a 3%. So the the, the general rule, mm -hmm. don't take it right before. And actually, there's a couple of things worth saying. So don't take it right before. Take it about an hour before to get the, the effects. Also, mm -hmm. this is why cyclists and others like espresso. Because you don't want to be chugging back like a big cup of coffee that's going to slosh yeah. around in your stomach. Um, and and mm -hmm. it's going to make you pee. And this is the, these are the other two things. Um, and if you don't know how cyclists pee, there is a way. You don't want to know. You don't want to know, but you don't want to know how it is, and you don't want to be behind them. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it not only make you pee, but it can make you poop. And uh, that's espresso in the morning. Actually, not espresso. Actually, it, it's it, people say it's coffee, but it's, it's not really coffee. It's well, the hot liquid. Is it? Was okay. Well, whatever it is, you don't want to be. If you're doing something like an Ironman. You think, yeah, oh, no. I'm going to have a ton of coffee right before my Iron Man. No, because if it upsets no. your stomach. Unless you're, unless you're already pooped. Unless there's nothing left to come out. Um, yeah. yeah. So if you want to. I can't believe we're ending the podcast on that <laughs> note. <laughs> well, it's the brown note. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite cool, actually. Um, but yes, so caffeine actually will, uh, will generate dehydrate. Not dehydration, actually. No, wait, that is wrong. Well, does not dehydrate you. Coffee does not dehydrate you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you sure? Because I thought it made I you pee, sure. which then no. meant you got dehydrated. No, it goes right through you. But the amount of, uh, the amount of water you, you put in with a coffee... Out, uh, off balances the amount of water you lose because of the diuretic effect of uh, of the caffeine. Oh. So it doesn't it doesn't dehydrate you. Well, that's presuming you're drinking water with your coffee. If you're drinking a ristretto, if you're drinking a ristretto, it has less caffeine as that's well. True. It has so less caffeine. Yeah, that's it, true. Unless you're drinking my planned grande ristretto, and I'm gonna I'm going to trademark that name in so that whoever, case, starbucks keep your hands off your yes venti ristretto <laughs> is mine that's my idea <laughs> pretty sure I, i'm not sure it's gonna take off not, not to shoot you down or anything i'm not sure it's gonna take off easily but on mm. the other hand in that case you would want to drink anyway because you it will make you thirsty the mm. soupiness probably is going mm. to make you want oh, to drink some beautiful. water it's a beautiful thing but so the, the fact that, uh, for example, Americano goes right through you, it doesn't make you dehydrated. A beer dehydrates you more, and a beer does not dehydrate you. Uh -huh. Alcohol does. Uh -huh. You have a glass of wine, that will dehydrate you. Uh-huh. Okay. 
but wow. that is because you're processing the alcohol and and you're producing you're producing water and you're using water to process to the alcohol. Yeah. To, to also to process the alcohol. Okay. And alcohol has the same active ethanol has a similar um active site as the diuretic hormone. Uh-huh. So it actually makes your body think that you're full of water and you need to get rid of it. Okay. So, so, um, is there anything else we want to, on, we want to say on the, on the caffeine and performance other than I think to wrap it up, we basically can say that it's okay to drink coffee. Uh, so yes. you don't have to stop don't drinking coffee. It. You don't have to stop drinking coffee before an event and then take it again to kind of give yourself that little peak. Mm -hmm. uh, you can keep drinking it. The negligible, the effects of, uh, of, of continuing to drink caffeine right up to the event is going to be negligible. Um, it does make a difference both in cardiovascular. Ooh, 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 I've got some long words to use here because they looked, they looked at the VO2 max once again. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing it, because depending on the sport that you're doing, you're, you're, you'll have different, um, objectives. So if your objective is to have a high VO2 max, that is to say, you need to be able to breathe really well and process oxygen mm -hmm. very efficiently. That's VO2 max. Well, the VO2 max um, increased. Why you keep calling me? What? It's the VO2. Okay, fine. Well, why do you, do you keep oh, saying VO2 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 it's you. the VO2 max? Okay, I got it. It's too oblique, Max. Too oblique. <laughs> <laughs> the VO2 max test <laughs> uh, in, 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 like improved. Like in every, in every um, test that they've done, uh, mm -hmm. They got a they got a, an improvement in VO2 max. They got a five percent improvement in peak power versus a placebo. Um, and so and they were talking about and they were talking about a reasonably moderate. I think they're talking about three. Uh, yeah, three milligrams per kilo per per kilo. So depending upon your weight, because the amount of caffeine that you ingest. Uh, should be related to the, your body weight. Yeah, um, that's so, how you normalize it. Yeah, yeah. So there isn't like a single number that suits everybody. It just depends mm -hmm. on your body weight. Uh, and they were talking about three milligrams per kilo. So in my case, what's uh, when I'm a 96? 96. Probably to 100, and it's uh, roughly. It's only 288. So I only, I only need to take 288 uh, milligrams. Generally speaking, uh, what's there? Is there about how many milligrams? About eighty milligrams in a in a, an espresso of caffeine. Yeah, probably less than that. It depends on the depends on the beans. It depends on the yeah. It depends on how they're roasted how and all it. sorts of things. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's so say for example, that. yeah, Arabica has a lower content of than caffeine. Robusta. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. If you want your caffeine, go for the robusta baby. That's where it's at. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, so they so two hundred eighty eight milligrams. That would be roughly we're talking about three espressos three to four espress double espressos mm -hmm. so i'm i'm well in like i'm for me i normally only have two double espressos maybe maybe three um, a pour over any kind of immersive brewing method is going to give it's going to result in quite a significant amount of more caffeine yeah um than an espresso because with an espresso the water is in contact with the coffee for a relatively short period of time Mm -hmm. And uh, caffeine is not very soluble in water. It is soluble in water, but not very. Right. Oh, is that why? Okay. So, mm -hmm. okay. And, but when you're immersing your coffee and it's sitting, it. suspended yeah, exactly. in hot water, then um, the caffeine is, uh, mm -hmm. is, 
Um, well, you're both uh, resuspending, so you're both dissolving it and extracting it, because right. you not only you not only have to get it in in solution, but you also have to get it out of the powder. So okay. if you have uh, if you have espresso, espresso, it's very efficient in extracting, but you have limited time, high flow rate, so you it's it's a balance of things, and that's why you have a lower content. If you have uh, um, for example, if you're if you're capping, you're going to have the 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 powder wet and in contact with water for uh, what nine minutes, yeah, ten minutes, nine minutes. Well, if you're doing it properly, yeah. I mean, minutes. so roughly ten minutes, and that means that you're going to soak the the beans right through, and everything that is in is going to equilibrate outside. Mm. So that's why you you have a much higher extraction of caffeine. Yeah. And so the answer is actually to. depending on what sport you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, drinking a um, drinking an americano or something like that might, or a French press cafetiere type coffee, uh, might be the way you want to go. But then you just got to take into account that you're going to have a lot more fluid in your stomach, and mm -hmm. if you're having that an hour before you go, that might not be what you want. Um, yeah. And you know, different people react in different ways to caffeine as well. So you know, moder moderate according to moderate or modulate according to um, both. <laughs> Moderate and modulate according to uh, what suits you, because um, some people have an adverse, more of an adverse reaction. Some people yeah. need to go to the bathroom more, upsets their stomach. Yeah, so, you know. caffeine. Actually, I do have a problem with caffeine because caffeine relaxes your um, um, stomach upper sphincter, which is uh, the cardias. Mm -hmm. That gets relaxed and uh, can cause a, a reflux. Oh, so really? it's quite uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, heartburn. Yeah, heartburn. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite uncomfortable. So if you're doing a strenuous action, you don't really want to have heartburn because you're probably going to exacerbate it as well. What if you put salt in your coffee? Um, to, it doesn't doesn't make any difference to, to make no. it more alkaline. No, 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 no. Salt salt does not change the pH. Yeah, sure, sure Sodium does. chloride doesn't change the pH. Must do. No. Must do. Chemistry doesn't. They must do. No. They must do. But I mean, okay, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can get the chemistry the book. P, it doesn't. But, but the P. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a conversation for another time. Come the on. The pH just, is. Uh, we can we can talk about uh, it another time. Another time. Yes. That, that's dumb. But man, it's that's very interesting. I gotta do have that. that conversation. Let's yeah. Let's do that. Let's talk about salt and coffee and water yeah. and salt and alkalinity and all that kind Ooh, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's, that's that's actually very interesting. I like chemistry. Oh yeah, yeah. I might have to let you talk that time. Um, <laughs> you could that's <laughs> okay um yeah let's finish on a good note let's finish on that well, oh, your knob you are such a my knob i <laughs> uh, stop showing your knob on camera max come on this okay so this actually, is your tamper again this is my tamper and uh, ah, it's a it's a mocha tamper it's your amazing. knob comes off yeah okay. it's an amazing tamper it's very well made it looks like a light bulb this is for those listeners it's, yeah. it's like a wooden light bulb yes that kind of shape. and uh, what I got it for I got it for this reason for this spe very specific reason that yeah. is actually it's very comfortable to to push down with your that palm. Is. So when you when you yeah use it that looks it fantastic. Doesn't, it's very comfortable, so you can actually press properly. Because sometimes you get these this part here in all sorts of shapes is very yeah tall, narrow it's yeah sleek. yeah you have to press it all the time. You can see it. No, no, How it's really polished good. my knobbies. Where, where, where do you, uh, where do you keep that in the kitchen? Where is it? It's next to the coffee machine. Okay, I just need to know next time I pop around. I, you know. <laughs> it's actually if it this goes is missing. You'll, uh, you know. Yeah, 
it's you very know. cheap. It's a Motta tamper, 58 millimeters, and you can actually change just the tamper bit. So you don't have to change the whole thing. Yeah. Just change the, the size of the pushy thing. The so base. You is, that, is that what you're trying to say? The base. The base, yes. Yeah. Okay. 58, thing, be 58 and a half. Yeah. Um, whatever you want. Okay. So that's actually quite clever. Well, if I ever start tamping again, I will use that. We never actually talked about why and, we and never how did. might, but you know what? We're, we're, we've gone over, we've overrun. So um, we have to leave that as a teaser. People will just be beside themselves. Like, I really have to know how uh, yeah. they're brewing, but I'm not going to tell you until next week. So <laughs> if, if we remember. <laughs> if we, we will remember eventually. We'll remember. You'll, you'll make a note in your hand, Max, uh, if you do yes. it last time. On your other hand. Yes. And try not to be sweaty in the meantime, so we could keep that uh, note oh, clean. Mm. All right, buddy. Listen, you have a great, uh, what are we now, Saturday? Is it evening yet? Is it officially evening? Yeah, it's evening. Well, uh, it's, it's dark it's, outside. Uh, I don't know. It's dark. It's confusing. It's five o'clock, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Not even five, actually. Uh, and and watch the rest of that Atomo interview. So the Atomo thing's going out um, next week. Uh, so before these podcasts are Monday, podcast? that'll probably be at the same time. The Atomo same thing time. will go out the same time as this podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast, the Atomo thing will be out. We do an interview. They're really nice guys. Uh, mm. Actually, I really enjoy talking to them. And I have to say, I, I feel blessed because I realize looking back over all the interviews that I've done um, on the channel, and I've done sort of a few now, none of them are jerks. <laughs> Yeah, well, I haven't of, met anybody. I haven't interviewed anybody, and I think, God, that guy's a jerk. Well, the, the kind, it kind of, it, it must be a thing. There is probably a selection that if you're a jerk, you don't really make it. So, uh, unfortunately, I know jerks. people that are jerks that have made it, and I keep on thinking, why is yeah, that? You know, if if there was a god, they would, you know, but they keep on succeeding, and I hate them. Yeah, but, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't do it in the long term. Come on. Do you know what? I oh. I know successful jerks, but I also, but but I can tell you honestly, and this is God's honest truth is that none of them are happy. And the reason, so that part is true. And none of them are happy because they generally don't maintain long-term friendships. They never mm -hmm. trust anybody. They operate in circles where everybody's trying to stab each other in the back and like that. So they tend to, it tends to be you hang around and you, and you, you, you get what you give. And uh, I, I do know some very successful people um, that are true gentlemen and really lovely people. Uh, and so when people say to me, oh, you have to be a jerk to succeed, that's definitely not true. Um, there's some really, and by the way, what does succeed mean? But I, there's definitely some rich people I know out there, uh, who, who have been incredibly nice. Um, one of them in particular, you know, now one of them hired me many years ago, like at the start of my career and, um, and was actually two of them. I think they're, they're, I've, I've worked for two very rich people, uh, mm -hmm. early on in my sort of in my twenties and early thirties. And um, they both of those people were incredibly generous and nice people and, and showed me that you don't have to be a jerk to succeed. Um, but no, these people, these coffee people I'm interviewing, if you haven't watched Arc Roasters uh, interview, they are I've been communicating with them afterwards as well. They are they're lovely people, genuinely really nice people. Um, and the eternal coffee people. Uh, they were a, a bundle of fun and, 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 you know, again, they came across really wonderful. They were, they were really nice to talk to. Um, they were really, you know, fun and polite, uh, and seemed very genuine as well. So, um, watch that interview. It comes out cause it's really interesting. So that's one to look out for. And then next week, uh, on Tuesday, I'll be recording a new interview. Um, I'm actually going to, you're going to love this one, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. Um, but it is the CTO of a uh, machine manufacturer, an espresso machine manufacturer. Oh, yeah. 
And uh, and I already did a, a chat with him earlier last week and uh, to talk about, so it's meant to be like a pre-interview chat where we sort of line things up, what we're going to talk about. And we just talked and talked and talked because it was so interesting. I need some, I need to, I need to ask questions then. I know. I'll wait till I'm going to tell, I'm, if you're, if you're good, Max, I have to check the book, see how good you've been. Uh, but if you're very, very good, good, I, I might, good. I might, I might tell you who it is afterwards. Mm. <laughs> Let's very finish it there, now. buddy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you have a great Saturday evening. You too. Talk to you Thank soon. You. Bye.